The Bible says, be not deceived. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. All right, it's 4 p.m. on Wall Street. Do you know where your money is? Welcome to Financial Issues, where we align reality with truth. Conservative talk radio you can count on. Financial issues that you need to know. We face a disintegrating economy, a weakened defense, and an energy policy based on the sharing of scarcity. We will simply apply to government the common sense that we all use in our daily lives. Now, here's your host, Dan Celia. Good morning. Welcome back to Financial Issues. I'm Dan Celia. It's great to be here. It is Friday. That means it's Rapid Fire Friday. So we will uh, be getting to calls here shortly. If you want to queue your call up, the board is open. You're welcome to do that. You'll be the first call that we take. And the number is 866-392-9886, 866-392-98. If you want to queue your call up, you're welcome to do that. We'll take some questions from uh, YouTube as well. If you're listening on YouTube, uh, please uh, put your question in there as short as you possibly can, nice and right to the point, and we'll try to do the same uh, and get that answered for you as well as I can. I will likely skip over some of the longer um, uh, questions on YouTube um, makes it a little bit more difficult there. But um, let's, you know, answer, ask the question. I'll answer it, and we'll move on to the next caller. So you can do that on our YouTube or in our live chat. If you are going to YouTube for the first time, it is uh, financial issues with, that's all you got to type in. So when you go to YouTube, you search for the channel. Just type in financial issues with, you probably won't have to type in the Dan Celia. It'll probably pop up, and you'll be able to get on that channel. When you go there, please do us a favor here at the ministry and press that subscribe button. If you would do that, that'd be great. That helps us out. You don't have to fill it out in any, any information or anything like that. Uh, but you'll see, and you might want to check out on our YouTube channel, the clips. We have a lot of clips, a lot of clips from the last few days up there that will give you some insights. If you've missed a lot of the program uh, this week, you can catch up through seeing some of those clips. Also, we have a lot of new listeners, thousands, I'm sure, in 24 new stations in 24 different markets, mostly in the Panhandle of Texas and uh, Amarillo and New Mexico and a uh, uh, couple Oklahoma stations. So they were new as of Monday. So for all of you, I'm just uh, trying to get you updated and get you um, into our routine here, financial issues. What we do on Fridays is we do a little thing called Rapid Fire Friday. We do that so that we can try to take as many calls as we possibly can. It gives you a chance to get your call in. And what we ask on Friday is that you get right to the point with your question. You ask it quickly or your comment. You might have a comment. You could do that. And then I will do my best to answer it. Uh, respond as quickly as I can, and then we'll move on to the next caller. So not going to be a lot of back and forth and follow-up on Friday. So if you have a more long, drawn-out, detailed question where you need uh, some back and forth, then you might want to try another day. Friday's not a good day to do that. But you can uh, call in, Rapid Fire Friday, ask your question. You can go to YouTube and sign in and, and uh, on our channel and ask a question as well. But uh, call right now, 866-300-9298. Our phone lines are open. 
and then we will stay with questions once we get to them. Well, the big number, obviously, that we've been waiting for all week long are the job numbers. The job numbers came out. Uh, The job numbers looked very good. As a matter of fact, uh, just about across the board, expectations were beaten. We added 211,000 jobs, private sector jobs. It's not a great number. It's a good number. It's okay. It's not great. Um, It's just okay. We need to see that in the 300,000 range and stay there for quite some time, and I think we will. That is going to uh, certainly uh, drive up the labor participation rate, obviously, and uh, have a huge impact on the market. And we're going to start seeing that. Uh, We have seen the beginning of the unleashing. We have seen the beginning with uh, the passage in the House. It's got to get through the Senate. Not going to be an easy task. But it's got to get through the Senate. Surely the president will sign it if it gets to his desk. But it's got to get there for him to do that. So we still have got some work to do on that. I'm hoping uh, that it passes. There are some things I don't like. I do like the HSA expansion in this. Um, I like the pre-existing conditions staying in this. Uh, I I like uh, a lot, a number of the uh, components to it. I think they did a you know, a pretty good job in cobbling together a plan. Uh, my, my suspicion is there's going to be some changes in Senate committees. And some of those changes, I hope uh, some of those changes will be some of the things that Rand Paul had in his bill. So we're looking forward to seeing what that is. The greatest thing about this is we can get this put away I I believe that we will revisit it, that it's probably going to be tweaked over the next year or so. But let's get to tax reform and then let's move to infrastructure. So I think we have an opportunity here to move, move through uh, to tax reform. And I think we have uh, an opportunity to do that here. So let's make sure that uh, we are able to get to tax reform because that's what's going to unleash the economy. Now, listen, even based on this, that we have seen this job numbers, we're at a four, 4.4% unemployment rate, which is not possible. I don't believe that, but, and that's going to change. That'll start going up when people coming back into the labor participation. So that will change. But even though that we have that, Okay, that we have that uh, 4.4%. We still got a lot of work to do, and we're going to start seeing that the expansion of that. And I think we are going to see some dramatic growth in GDP. We're going to see productivity begin to pick up dramatically. And what we have done, when we get tax reform, we've already lessened the burden on small business, in particular, the largest employer in this nation, our small businesses, and we have helped them a great deal with removing some of the mandates out of Obamacare. So that's very, very good. So that's going to help them. That's a step in the right direction. When we start changing tax reform, when we repatronize the the um, two or three trillion dollars on the sidelines outside the country, we start bringing that in. When we begin to see. Uh, lower regulatory burden and not to take an impact. We are going to listen. We are watching as we watch the Kentucky Derby this weekend. Just take a look at those horses that are loading in those starting gates. And when you see those horses start loading, you'll notice how anxious they are. They know that they, this is not a, a, a training exercise. This is not a warm up. They are going to run full 
till. They're going to be allowed and asked to to go full steam ahead, and they're going to do that. And they're they're anxious to do that. That's what they were trained to do. That's what they're built to do. That's what they want to do. And they're going to get out there and run full speed ahead. Look, that's where we are with the economy. We're a racehorse that is wanting to get out there and run. And we, we all we've got to do is get the starting gate opened. We started to open it a crack. And when that happens, you know, the, horses, the horse starts dancing around a little bit, starts uh, snorting and getting ready to run. And I think tax reform is going to open it the rest of the way, along with some regulatory burden that gets changed. So we are in for some great GDP growth. Now, there are some Republican economists that are predicting a 4 4.5% GDP growth. I want you to know I am not in that camp. I still think we have issues with commodities. We have issues with oil in particular. And so we have, uh, when we look at copper and some of the other industrial metals, listen, I don't think we're going to see a 4% GDP growth. Not this year and probably not for the first half uh, of next year. It's going to take some time. I would be perfectly happy with 3%. I would be thrilled with 3.5%. We haven't seen anything near 3.5% in 14 years. So I do believe we're going to see uh, some GDP growth. And I think in the next four years, we could easily see a 55 to 6.5% GDP growth um, one of those years and continuing to see enthusiasm coming in the market. So I'm very excited about that. I think this is a good job number. Uh, and we're going to get the phones right after this. In the book of Isaiah, the word tells us the grass withers and the flowers fall, but the word of our God endures forever. In the same way, without careful planning, your financial goals could blow away like the seeds of a dandelion. It's never too early or too late to consider how a charitable gift annuity can help you meet the financial goals you've set for your loved ones, your causes, and yourself. Give AFA Foundation a call at 800-326-4543, extension 345, or visit our website, afafoundation.net. Let us explain how a charitable gift annuity can help you achieve your goals. As we read in Proverbs, the plans of the diligent lead to profit. Our phone number again is 800-326-4543, extension 345. And our website is afafoundation.net. This is Tim Armstrong from the Worthy Walk radio program. I encourage you to listen as we work verse by verse through the scriptures each Sunday at 9.30 a.m. Central Time here on American Family Radio. Join me as we explore the Word of God and learn to apply its truths to our lives each day. The Worthy Walk radio program, Sundays at 9.30 a.m. Central Time on American Family Radio. Hi, this is Dan Celia from Financial Issues. Would you consider partnering with us here in the ministry? For your partnership, you're going to get access to my stock picks every Monday morning. You also have access to our conference call, our asset allocation models, and many other strategies on the website. Would you consider being a partner with Financial Issues? Go to financialissues.org. That's financialissues.org. 
Good morning. Welcome back to Financial Issues. I'm Dan Celia. It's great to be here. 866-300-9298. We are going to get to phones. If you want to queue your call up, you're welcome to do that. Keep trying. If the lines are busy or you're not getting an answer, it's because they're busy. So keep trying uh, to make those uh, phone calls to call in and away in. So uh, let me just quick look at YouTube. Um, Lynn, I'm not sure what I-U-L uh, stands for. I've, uh, so if you can write that, uh, by the way, Lynn, I'm not sure what that acronym is. But anyway, um, Sharon's asked about my opinion on ser- uh, seniors using uh, reverse mortgages to purchase their retirement home instead of paying it all in cash and direct. Uh, I'm not a fan of that. I don't think it's a good idea. I'm not a fan of reverse mortgages. The only possible uh, the only use of a reverse mortgage that I think is an okay use is if someone has no other alternative to keep the home that they're in. Their home is paid for. They want to stay there. They want to keep it. They can't afford it. They don't have the income coming in. Um, and they have no heirs there, or they have heirs that don't care about getting the home or uh, receiving that, that um, inheritance or, and they don't care about whether they get it or not. Um, it's as a last resort. It's the only way I like reverse mortgages. There are, is no other scenario in which I like. Now the big thing, the big, the big push with reverse mortgages is that this is a great deal. You can buy a second home and you don't have to put all the cash in it. You can use a reverse mortgage, get that cash, pay it for this. Look, either way, it is creating debt. It is not a good thing. Reverse mortgages. Read if you if you could ever get the full documents of a reverse reverse mortgage before you do it. Wouldn't that be nice? What an innovative idea! You mean I actually get to read what this is all about before I sign it? Wow, that's an uh, innovative idea. But anyway, wouldn't it be great if you could do that and see it? Now, I believe you still have, because uh, it's somewhat of an assurance product, you have 30 days, you can get out of it. But, you know, you need to read the fine print. I'm telling you, oh, yeah, we only, we're, you're only going to be able to take out 40 or 50% of the value, but they will fee it to death. Trust me. By the time it goes to settlement, to settle your estate, there's not going to be any value into it. They will see to that. Um, anyway, uh, that's that's my uh, feeling on that. So I'd be very, very uh, careful about that. Uh, universal life uh, policy, I'm not a big fan. Why anybody would want to use that as an investment is beyond me. It's not an investment. It's a life insurance policy. So if you need life insurance, then... Get a term policy to cover uh, the financial hardship upon your death or someone's death. I think that's fine. I don't have a problem with that. But if you're going to use it as an investment, if you want an investment, then you should get an investment and use the investment for an investment. That makes the most sense. And I would challenge anybody out there to take a, take a look at their universal life insurance policy. Go back, uh, you know, that if you've had it more than five or ten years— Take a look at the back pages where they give you an illustration, and that illustration is the illustration that is probably the reason why you got the insurance. And take a look at 2017 and see if that's how much money you have in cash value. So it says 2017, you're going to have X amount of cash value. I can almost guarantee you that it's not going to be anywhere close to that. Get If you want to do an index, get an indexed mutual fund. Do an index, that's fine, but don't do it within a life insurance product. So I'm not a big fan of that. I think you get term life insurance if you need it. Spend the rest of the money that you're saving on the term and and get yourself a a good 
um, you know, term policy and a good investment. And I think that makes uh, far more sense. Anyway, um, let's go to uh, Cedric. Cedric calling us from Mississippi. Hi, Cedric. Hello, Dan. Um, yes, I'm 26 years old. Um, I'm married, been married for five years. I have two kids. And I'm wanting to know where do I start? Um, I want to be prepared for retirement. I want to start investing. Um, what, what steps do I do first? Yeah. The, do you have anything at work, uh, Cedric, as far as, you know, like a 401k or a retirement plan or anything? I mean, I, I in this industry that I've been doing, uh, I haven't. Um, I've been in the industry for four years, and I haven't uh, started anything. They do have a four hundred one k, but I'm about to switch companies. Still in the same industry, but I'm about sure. to switch companies. Oh, so okay. I don't have anything yet. Gotcha. So, one of the things that I would say to you is either, you know, um, ideally you'll be with a company that might match what you put in. So say they'll match up to 2% that you put in. Then I would would want you to try to work towards doing the 2% of your salary in that because you don't want to miss out on the free money. So that 2% just made 100% on your money. That's a pretty good return. So you've just made 100% because they're going to match it with another 2%. So you're your $20 just turned into 40 just by uh, participating in that. So I think you need, you know, if, if there's a match, you certainly need to do that. One of the things that I always want to encourage young people like yourself to do that you make sure that you have uh, a savings an emergency savings. So that's the very first thing you need to make sure of. So if you're feeling like, you've got a little bit of discretionary income. In other words, you feel like at the end of the month, you could save $40. I'm just making up a number, but you could save something. I really want you to make sure that you're saving and you've got some money in the bank, in the savings account. Uh, You don't want to get in a place where if the transmission goes on your car, You've got to, um, you know, use a credit card to fix it, that you have some emergency savings that you can take care of that. That's very, very important for uh, the long-term financial health of your family. So I'd want you to do that first. If you feel like you've got some emergency savings, you're okay with that, you feel all right, then I would open up a, a Roth IRA account and start putting a little bit of money aside automatically. So if you get paid every other week and that every other week gets automatically put into your checking account, on those same days, if you can have $20 going over to this Roth IRA account, I think that's a very good plan, and that is going to help you. Now remember, uh, and this answers a question that I've got on YouTube from Lynn, um, that... Remember that a Roth is only a type of an account. So you can have any investments inside that account you want. So in in your case, you know, you should have a mutual fund. Uh, and maybe you will open up this Roth at Timothy plan so you can be biblically responsible. 
And at your age, you ought to be fairly aggressive. And you have that $20 a pay or whatever it is, whatever you could do, going into this uh, a, a large cap growth fund, a growth fund in Timothy. And it's just going in there, you know, so twice a month you have that money going in. I'm telling you, that's going to go a long way and be very, very help you in your retirement over the years. And <clears throat> my main thing that I want you to do, Cedric, is I want you to begin to develop the discipline more than anything of, of that savings. That's what's important, that you begin to develop the discipline. So I don't care how much it is. I don't care if it's $10. Don't worry about that. Just start doing it. Get it set up. And you'll realize, I know you'll realize, well, I don't even miss that $10. Or you'll get a raise. Maybe you're going to change jobs and you're going to make, uh, you know, 5% more than you were making. And maybe you can take 2% of that 5 and start putting that in as well. So you will still get a 3% raise, but you'll be able to save more money. You can do that every year as you get increases. So the main thing is to start the discipline of, of savings. It's very, very important. So hopefully uh, you'll, you'll be able to do that. So um, that's, that's where to start. Savings first. And then, um, you know, beyond that, you need to, um, you know, start investing. And, and if you can do that retirement investing in your company with a 401k that is matching, then do that first because you want to get that free money. Let me go to Cindy in Texas. Hi, Cindy. Good morning. Good morning. Um, I just have a quick question. If you have any research that proves that Susan G. Komen does give to Planned Parenthood. I've heard that, but I would like to have some hard proof or what have you before I share that info. Well, I don't have any proof. I have a, uh, a 990. Um, I, I've seen their filing, and they give to Planned Parenthood. Now, whether they've stopped that or not, that was two years ago. So I haven't looked any further to see if they're still doing it. But from what I understand, they still are. So um, that they believe in uh, Planned Parenthood. So uh, I know for a fact that it was truthful when it was first reported because uh, I got a look at their tax return and I saw that. So or their tax filings, I should say, uh, as all uh, all nonprofits, uh, their tax returns are public information. So um, you can find that as well. Um, if, if you dig around, you'll find their tax files. So you'll see that they have given to Planned Parenthood and they support Planned Parenthood. Um, now maybe they've changed that because they took it, really took it on the chin as a result of that. And maybe they've, uh, come around, but to my knowledge, they haven't, that's really all, all I know. So, but you could find the proof, uh, on your own. Maybe it'll spur me as I make a, a note of it to next time I'm in that, not in their site, but in the site that I can get those uh, tax returns, I'll I'll be reminded to take a look at that. Okay. Thank you for what you do. We appreciate you. You're welcome, Cindy. Thank you. Uh, Let me go to uh, Alma. Alma's calling us from Texas. Hi, Alma. Yes. Hi. uh, Hi, Dan. I was calling because um, I was on a retirement plan, a state-sponsored retirement plan back in California. And I went into the um, active military 
you know, it's been two years and it's been sitting there. I didn't never really pay attention to it. I thought I'd wait until I was close to retirement. <laughs> um, I'm 37 right now. I'm a single parent. And I've been getting various advices as what to do and to rolling it over. And I just kind of wanted to get your uh, input and advice on that. Um, I was thinking of either putting it to the TSP with the military or um, another friend, uh, a former co-worker, had mentioned rolling it over to life insurance. He works for Trans America Insurance, I believe. Yeah. Kind of hesitant. And then um, another friend told me I should put it into IRA. Yeah. All right, I'll uh, I'll be happy to help you with that, uh, Elma. I'm gonna I'm gonna answer your question right after this break, but um, and I'll give you an idea of what I think you ought to do with that. Uh, we'll be right back after this. Hi, this is Dan Celia for Financial Issues. You know, we live in some volatile times, and one of the things that we should be concerned about is are the investments that I'm in honoring the Lord? Well, I try to do the best I can to make sure that the stocks and mutual funds on my list are the best out there, not only from a financial and fundamental standpoint, but that they wouldn't be displeasing to God. Would you consider being a partner with me at Financial Issues. For $85 a year, you're not only going to get my stock picks that I update every week, every Monday, and my economic commentary every Monday, along with an alert system and my asset allocation models that change as the economy changes so that you can do a great job reviewing and maybe actively managing your portfolios. Financialissues.org to partner with me in the ministry. This is Barry McGuire. I'm a car guy, and I love to lead people to Jesus Christ as a layman outside the walls of the church. They say the definition of a religious fanatic is someone who's closer to God than you are. Well, I tend to run in the opposite direction from fanatics, but I love to be challenged by people who are closer to God than me. And when I find them, I try to spend as much time with them as possible because I want to be like them. If you want to feel comfortable in a compromised lifestyle, you'll hang out with people who live compromised lives. But if you want to grow in your relationship with God, you'll hang out with people who have a closer relationship with God than you have, who pursue every opportunity God gives them to share Him with others. That's where the fun begins and where the Lord wants you to live your life. Your job is to ignite revival outside the walls of your church by moving everybody you're with today closer to Jesus. If you want to know how easy that is, go to ROTW.com. There is an ancient Chinese proverb that says married couples who love each other tell each other a thousand things without talking. They do it, of course, with the nonverbal use of their eyes, their touch, their body language, and their presence or their absence. Experts tell us that more is said nonverbally between lovers than verbally. That's why email, tweets, and text messages can be dangerous, because they omit the nonverbal dimensions of communication. It's also why God gave us both a written word, the Bible, and a living word, Jesus Christ, to get the full impact of what He is saying to us. This is David Jeremiah encouraging you to get on the road to new life. Discover what God has said on Route 66. Route 66, driving the word home. Log on to Route66life.com. Start your journey home today.
Welcome back. Financial Issues. I'm Dan Celia. It's Rapid Fire Friday. We're going to try to move as quickly as we can. We have two lines open. So if you want to queue your call up, now would be the time. I'm sure a lot of you were trying. We had a full board, but we have two lines open right now. 866-300-9298. 866-300-9298. So, Alma, um, one of the things that I would, I would recommend to you to do, or, or one of two things, that I would be okay with either one. If you believe that you are going to stay long term into the military, and by the way, thank you so much for your service. Uh, We sure appreciate it. But if you're looking at that as a possibility of staying active for 20 years and then retiring, I would roll it over into your TSP program and continue to contribute to your TSP. uh, And be fairly aggressive with that. Most of your money in the C fund uh, with about 10, 10% in the S fund, 10% in the I fund. Um, and I would, uh, you know, and maybe another 10% in the G fund. So the, that kind of mix in the TSP. And I'd roll it over in there because you get some advantage because it's compounded on a bigger number and that helps. And that's what I would do. If, if you are saying, you know, um, I'm going to probably stay another two years, three, maybe four but I'm looking to, you know, um, move, move back into the uh, civilian world, then I would roll it over into an IRA. Do not do the life insurance. Don't even consider it. Um, but I would look at a, an IRA account, and I would rather you do a Roth IRA, but the problem with that is, Elma, you gotta pay, you got to pay the taxes on it. When you roll it over. So I don't know how much money it is. If it's just a little bit of money, um, you know, in, in maybe in a couple thousand dollars, then I'd probably roll it over into an IRA and pay the taxes because that's not going to be enough taxes to probably mess you up from a tax bracket standpoint. So that would be my option if it's, you know, if it's. A lot more than that, then you roll it over into a traditional IRA. I would look at either a mutual fund company like Timothy that's biblically responsible. Uh, I would look at that, and you could you can have a Roth IRA or a traditional IRA there. But that'll give you an opportunity to be fairly aggressive with some mutual funds, and that's what I would want you to do. Uh, or you could roll it over into a brokerage account. If like a fidelity brokerage so that you can do both, you know, you can do some Timothy if you want, or you could just follow along uh, with some of the things that I'm talking about and, and buy some individual stocks and things like that. So, um, but I, but I definitely would either roll it to the TSP or your own IRA account so that you can manage it. Thank you, uh, Alma. I appreciate that. Hopefully that helps a little bit. 866-300-92. 98. We've got two lines open. Uh, let me just say to Wilbur, who is on YouTube, um, the only fund, Wilbur, that is biblically responsible that you mentioned there is the Vanguard Short-Term Bond Fund. Uh, that, would, that would be biblically responsible. Uh, none of the others are. So um, just to give you a heads up on that, you asked those, that, that uh, question. Uh, let me go to Elaine. Elaine's calling us from Georgia. Hi, Elaine. Hi, Dan. Um, I'm 70 years old. I'm retired, and I'm about to roll my 401k over and um, uh, to a brokerage firm, uh, but I need one with low fees because 
income is going to be is my problem. And so, what brokerage firm would you recommend? Well, the one with the the one with the lowest fees is probably going to be Fidelity. Um, that's going to have the lowest fees and the lowest trading fees, or among those that have the lowest trading fees. I think they, I think they're like four dollars, four dollars and ninety-five cents uh, when you buy a a stock or something like that. So, um, I would, I would probably um, uh, give Fidelity a call or check out their website, Fidelity Brokerage. And open it there. The other side of that is, and the thing that I like about it is, it's going to give you every option possible. So you'll be able to do a fixed income fund to Timothy if you want, mutual fund. You'll be able to do uh, individual bonds or municipal bonds if that's something that you want to do. Utility stocks preferred stocks, things like that, to produce income. You can even do a CD or a money market account. So you, you're going to have the whole world of options open to you. And I think, and that's where I'd like you to be. I want you to have options uh, so that you can do the best you can uh, with what you have. List and all. And, but um, my other question is, uh, when I tell them to roll it over, where do you put it initially? And then you put it, you know, in sure. the other... So, yeah, you, so when you, what you would do is you're going to open an account. So once you, let's say you go to Fidelity and you open up that account, that IRA account, then they will transfer it for you. They'll have you fill out or sign a transfer form. And then they will, they will transfer it from that, the, where you are now to Fidelity. And um, it automatically will either stay where it is. So let's say you have five mutual funds and five stocks, then those five mutual funds and five stocks will come over and you'll still have those in the Fidelity account and then you can sell them. Um, Or if you have it on, let's say a money market account, it'll just come over in cash and it'll automatically go in your Fidelity account in a money market account. And that's what you'll start trading out of. So you don't have to set up anything for that. It's just going to be automatic. When you set your account up and then you transfer any monies over into it, it's going to just go in the money market account. It's with JP Morgan and they, it's, it's um, uh, mostly bonds and they said they would have to sell it all and then send the money over. No, they do not have to do that. So, and oh. don't even, don't even talk to them about it uh, because okay. they're going to want the commissions to sell out of those um, oh. because you can sell those. I'm not saying you shouldn't sell them. If they're individual bonds, I probably wouldn't sell them. But if you're going to sell them, don't sell them till they get over to the new Fidelity account because it's going to cost you practically nothing to sell those. And, and a lot of times in bonds, it will cost you nothing. So they're going to charge big commissions. So it's going to cost you hundreds of dollars to get out of it. So that, don't, don't, even, don't even bother with that. So when you, when you open up your account, and you do the transfer form, you want to transfer, try to remember this or write it down, you're going to transfer in kind, in kind. So when you talk to Fidelity, say, I want to transfer my 
my account in kind to my new IRA account. You'll know what that means. That box will be checked. In kind means that just like you have it now, they will transfer over. Now, there are some accounts, and uh, this would be one of them that you have, that do have proprietary things. So they might have a bond that is proprietary. In other words, it could be a J.P. Morgan um, um, CD or bond that Fidelity won't accept. And in that case, they would have to be sold, unfortunately. But even, you know, so... Um, so they may have some proprietary things that won't come over, but I would definitely do it all through your new account so that you'll get a straight answer about what will come over and what won't. Oh, okay. Oh, thank you, Dan, so much. I've listened to you for years, and I'm just about ready to dig in and, and, and look at the, the, the things on your on your. Um website. So Great. Well, that's very exciting. And I'm really glad you called. Try to hopefully we saved you a little money. Thanks. Thanks, Elaine. And thank you for your partnership. Sure do appreciate it. Let me go to uh, Jim in Texas. Hey, Jim. Shalom, Dan. How are you today? I'm good. Shalom to you. Good. Uh, I'm recently a partner. I've listened for a while. And when I did my income tax this year and saw that all the CDs I had out made less than $300 worth of interest. I said, I've got to do something. So I finally, at 75 years old, decided I'd open the stock account, and I did that, and I purchased the first utility on your list and the first preferred. Mm-hmm. And I had a question about the last one. Okay. Uh, uh, okay. And, I, I, you know, I know the old adage about assuming anything, so I don't want to assume just because that, Companies on the list, they have a, uh, according to my deal with E Trade, they have 10 different uh, preferreds. Yes. Uh, one of them is at a much higher rate than the one that you have on the list. And I was wondering if we're supposed to only do deal with what you've got on there or if the company's fine to, uh, to do any of those other 10 that we would decide to do. So here's, here's the thing. So this particular company has a lot of different preferred issues that they consider preferred, but a lot of them, and it's primarily due to a number of things like they may, they may have a preferred that is not callable in full to cash, but may be convertible to, to common stock of the same company. So I eliminate those right off. Uh, I don't have any, I don't include those. And frankly, I wouldn't want you to include those either. Um, The other thing is that they may, um, you know, it may be the next call date might be an issue as to when it's going to get called again and so on and so forth. So I would prefer that you would, Stick to the to my list, but um, and I just looked at this company yesterday, so I feel pretty good about. It. I'd rather you just stick uh, to my list and then then uh, go from there. 
Join Frank Turek, Richard Land, Norman Geisler, Greg Kokel, and others for Southern Evangelical Seminary's National Conference on Christian Apologetics. It's October 13th and 14th in Charlotte, North Carolina. Enjoy informative talks, a live debate, and a dialogue with Ken Ham from Answers in Genesis. Plus, there's the premiere of the American Family Association documentary, The God Who Speaks. Early bird pricing ends August 1st. Visit ses.edu for details. Is God calling you to pursue theological graduate education? What's keeping you from taking the first step? Is it time? What if you could choose from flexible class options? Is it money? What if competitively priced seminary offered academic scholarships? Do you think you're alone? What if your classmates were just like you, balancing careers and families with seminary? Hello, I'm Dr. John Nyhoff, president of Wesley Biblical Seminary in Jackson, Mississippi. Take the first step. Visit wbs.edu. Dan Celia of Financial Issues. You know, there's probably never been a more important time in our economy to be thinking about a charitable gift annuity. I hope you'll do that just to shore up, to firm up some more income, permanent income, income that you can count on for the rest of your life while you're doing the Lord's work. A charitable gift annuity has been something I've been talking about for 25 years. Finally, we're seeing even mainstream start to get on board with the merits of charitable gift annuities. I hope you'll consider it. You can call the AFA Foundation. Someone there will help you work through the details and find out whether you qualify for a charitable gift annuity. Call and speak with a representative of the AFA Foundation at 800-326-4543, extension 345. The opinions and recommendations expressed by Dan are his own and do not necessarily represent the opinions of this station or any of the show's sponsors. Welcome back. Uh, Financial Issues. I'm Dan Syria. It's great to be here. 866-300-9298. We're trying to do rapid fire. I was talking to Jim. Sorry, Jim. I didn't realize I was right up against the break there. So let me just follow up with you a little bit, but on those preferreds. So I'd rather you stick to my list, Jim. I, I, I uh, understand there are some um, preferreds out there that are uh, paying uh, more and my main thing that I want you to look at when, when you consider those is look at when the next call date is and look at the price. So give, I'll give you an example. So the par value may be $25 on that. And let's say that's what it is. It's $25 on that. And if it's $25, the, the price of the stock when you buy it, may be $28 and it may be callable in, you know, September, which means that you wouldn't have time enough income, uh, you know, collected enough income to make up for the price because when it's called, it's only going to get called at 25. You're not going to get 28. Um, so I don't mind paying above par, but I want to make sure you have enough time. I don't mind taking a four or $500 uh, hit for the steadiness of the income. And remember the call price, the call timing doesn't mean anything. So a lot of times I will have a, a preferred on my list that has a call date of, you know, this year that's selling above par because I really don't believe they're going to call it. 
I think that all indications are that they're not going to do that, that it's likely that they're not going to do that. So, um, you know, that's that's one of the things that, you know, uh, I'm I'm going to look at. So I uh, I would be careful uh, about that. So I would look at the call price and look at the next call date, because that's all that you have to to go on. So, you know, they they have, uh, you know, a lot of others out there, as you've said. But look at those two things for sure before you make a decision. I have a date on my, on my. What's 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 that, Jim? I can't I can't um, on the when when I'm with. All right, Jim. I I think I lost you here. Your broke your cell phone's uh, going a little haywire. Um, so I, I I don't know what you were saying. I heard something about find, uh, maybe look maybe you're looking to find that data or whatever, but I don't remember. But when you go to where whoever your brokerage is, and you put this symbol in for the stock, you'll get a chart. And when you get that chart, it's on that chart that is going to show things like face amount at issue. That's the par value. It'll say $25. It'll say coupon rate. That's how much the interest is. That's what you're getting paid um, interest every year. And it'll say, obviously, it'll say what it's selling for. It should also indicate the next call date, and it might say October 2021 or something like that. So it should say the next call date. Now, remember that they're they're all continuously callable, but it gives you an idea. And it should also give you, it should say somewhere on that chart, and scroll down, it might, it's going to be under the chart, obviously, but scroll down on that page. And it's going to also say uh, the type of call that it's going to be. And it should say callable, something like callable exclusively into cash. That's what you want. So if it says anything else about the type of preferred that it is, callable into stock, convertible to stock, uh, or whatever, you don't want anything else. You want uh, callable exclusively into cash, meaning that you're going to get $25 a share in cash. It's going to fall into your money market account. And all of that information um, is is what you should find on your on your chart within your broker. All right, let me go to uh, Deborah in Tennessee. Hey, Deborah. Hello. Good morning. Good morning, Dan. Uh, thank you so much for taking my call. I want you to know that I listen to you and appreciate your uh, education you give on finances. Thank you. And also, I had to kind of work up my nerves to even call. Uh, I am just now getting in a position where I can even just think about, you know, retirement. And I know that should have happened a long time ago. But I'm 60, went through a divorce, you know, putting kids through college and all of that. Sure. And my question is, is there any hope for a person like me? Well, are you still working, Deborah? 
I am. Okay. And do you do you work in a place that has a 401k or anything? I believe they do. Uh, that's one of the things that I'm going to inquire about okay. because I've heard you, you know, mention that. So I'm going to look into it. I believe they do. Okay. So you want to find that out, ask that. Okay. And um, because they may match some monies. Uh, and it's not uncommon, by the way, for companies to not really fill you in on that or tell you about that. But, I mean, they should, but sometimes they don't. Um, but I would ask the question to see if they have anything. And um, one of the things, and it's there's always... You know, you always at any age need to start thinking about saving in some way, shape, or form for your retirement. And so, you know, that's it's really important that you're thinking about it now and you get started. But, you know, I obviously you know this, I don't need to tell you this, but one of the greatest assets we have in, in our life is the abilities that God has given us or the opportunity God has given us to have a job and to earn money and, and uh, to accumulate and to save. Now we have other situations like putting kids through college and, you know, um, unfortunate circumstances as well that will, will hurt that from time to time. But, and you know, that's certainly understandable, but, so you're always going, you know, you're going to be limited by how many more years you have to where you're going to be able to contribute. Um, you know, somebody 45 doesn't have the same amount of years as somebody 25. And so when you, when you start to get closer to retirement and you're just starting like you're doing, you need to really think hard about how much you can contribute out of each pay, not just if you don't have something at work, then you're going to do this on your own in an IRA account, but you, you need to really think I got to cut whatever I can cut now, rather than saying, well, when I retire, I'll cut out certain things that I'm doing that I'll spend money on. on. That's good. You need to do that when you retire too, but it's more important that you do it now because now you're working, you have money coming in so that cut in any of your spending is going to, is going to help you more because it's going to save more, allow you to save more. And that's what you want to think about. So that's the main thing is that you really got to focus in on what you can cut so that you can maximize how much you can save. So maybe you can save $50 a month, but if you cut something out, maybe you can save $75 a month. And so it's really important that you maximize that. So do it at work. If they're matching, you want to do that. If you're, if they're not, then you should establish uh, an account and, you know, or maybe a Roth IRA account, maybe at a mutual fund company so that you can expose some of it, get a little bit more growth than you might. You're not able, uh, Deborah, to be real aggressive. In other words, that means you're not able to be in risky things. Now, the more risk you take, the better your chances are for higher return. 
But because you're you're in a small time, you don't have a lot of time. You don't want to be too risky because um, you know that you're gonna you you could see some losses, and you won't have time to make those losses up. But you can go to a Timothy Mutual Fund and open the account up, and that's your first order of business, and then begin to work out a. I like it coming out automatically out of your checking account, a certain amount of money every payday uh, going automatically. So you don't have to do it. It just happens automatically. And uh, I would set up that account and I would get that account set up and begin for as much as you think you can do start. And then you'll probably realize in about six months you can do more, but start out with as much as you possibly can and contribute. Now, maybe, maybe 10 years from now, you take that money that you've saved and you put it into something like a charitable gift annuity so that you can fix the income. So you can say, okay, I'm going to get X amount of income now every month for the rest of my life. I don't have to worry about it going down. I don't have to worry about it running out of money because I'm drawing on it. I'm going to get this money every every month. And that might be a real possibility for you sometime down the road. But right now, accumulate as much as you can in that and sacrifice. Now's the time to sacrifice, not just when after you retire, but right now so you can save as much as you possibly can. If it's only $50, if it's only $25, don't be discouraged by how little it is. Just get started and doing it And the discipline will grow in you about doing that. And you'll realize you can do a little more and a little more. You'll find some things you can cut out. And you'll get really thinking about how how much you can do. So it's not too late. Get get started as soon as you can. Thank you, Deborah. I'm glad you called. Folks, we're Rapid Fire Friday. We're going to try to move as quickly as we can when we get back through these calls. Thank you for being with us. We're here every day at this time. We'll be back. I want to be a nation that is on the biblical principles and the values and the ethics that are found in Scripture. Personal Financial issues that you need to know. Aligning reality with truth. Well, I think it's time we ask ourselves if we still know the freedoms that were intended for us by the founding fathers. Now, here's your host, Dan Celia. Good morning. Welcome back to Financial Issues. I'm Dan Celia. It's great to be here. Glad you could join us. It is Friday. It's Rapid Fire Friday. We try to move as quickly as we can through the calls. I'm not doing a great job. You guys are doing a great job. But I'm, uh, you know, I've got some detailed questions here. So all I ask, you keep your questions short to the point. I'll try to do my best to do the same so that we can uh, move on uh, to the next caller. If you want to ask a question, if you want to ask a question on uh, YouTube, uh, you're able to do that. So uh, you can queue up your question there on our uh, YouTube channel, uh, Financial Issues with Dan Celia. You don't have to get the Dan Celia in there, just with. It'll probably come up. Make sure you subscribe when you get there. But uh, we will take some questions there as well. So if you uh, can do that, that would help. And we'll try to get to them. We'll take a, a segment here and we'll try to get through some of those. So anyway, um, 
866-392-98, real quick. Looks like the uh, U.S. added 211,000 private sector jobs. We get a job numbers out. Uh, all the numbers in and around uh, this job numbers are, are, are very, very good. I feel really good about uh, these, these job numbers. Look, I, I think that uh, the only downside to them and the only bad part of the report is um, the labor participation rate stayed where it was. That's disappointing. That's disappointing. Kind of expected it. I said a couple of weeks ago, I don't think it's going to budge based on the numbers we're seeing, but I think it is going to move next month and the month after that and so on and so forth. We need to get up to 300,000 jobs, give or take, or very close to that on a very consistent basis. Some are predicting that this is going to lead us and this is on the way to a 4% uh, GDP growth. Don't think so. Um, look, and these are conservative um, um, analysts and economists that are saying that. I just don't see it. I don't know that that is going to be possible. But certainly, certainly, we will be steadily working towards that. And hopefully, we will not only have some 3.5%, GDP growth uh, a years, but we're going to have uh, some that are going to be 6 and 7%. But look, right now, if we can get to 3%, I'm going to be a really happy camper, and so are you, because the economy is going to be really strong. And listen, we haven't seen 3.5% in 15 years or so. I would love to see 3%. We just finished a presidency that has the distinct um, uh, record of presiding over Seven straight years of below 2% GDP growth. That's never happened in the history of the nation. So anyway, um, you know, we're, we're, we certainly uh, stand an opportunity. We certainly stand a chance of, of uh, seeing that, but I don't think so. I think we're going to be above that. And again, anything above that is going to be a huge plus for the economy. We've got a long way to go. Remember, we are coming out of the dungeon uh, in the economy. And once we get out of it, it's going to take a little time to get used to the light and uh, get used to getting back into the rhythm of working. And it'll take some time to man up for all of that. It's going to take some time to begin to um, um, get, get prepared for that growth from a machinery, from an infrastructure standpoint, so on and so forth. But uh, the one thing positive that has happened is this health care bill has gotten over one of a few more hurdles. OK, the race isn't over and they haven't won yet and they shouldn't be taking any victory laps. They can take a short little a lap, but don't go throwing uh, confetti and taking a, a victory lap and uh, running through ribbons. It hasn't happened yet. We got to get through the Senate. And the president's got to sign it. And I think there are some changes that are going to have to be made to this bill in order to get through the Senate. Remember, we've got a slight margin in the Senate. We've got it. We can't afford to lose uh, two votes. We've got to we've got to have uh, all the Republican senators uh, senators on top of this. So uh, that is an issue that's going to be. Uh, of some concern, and we're going to have to weigh through that. But the the greatest part of this legislation is that it is opening the gates for us to run ahead on tax reform 
And that's the best part of this as far as I'm concerned. Look, I'm not happy with the spending bill that has just passed. I understand the politics of it, but I'm not happy with it. And I'm hoping that October 1st, the government shuts down. I hope that it's done. We're not going to do this anymore. We, I want a budget. I don't want a continued resolution. I want a budget. We were promised that uh, Planned Parenthood was going to be defunded. That has to happen. I don't think this president is going to be in a position to begin to lose uh, the evangelical votes. We need to have that. That's what was promised. It's the right thing to do. We saw a great, great strides in religious freedom. Wonderful thing. We need to continue to see us moving forward on that. So we need tax reform. We're going to need budgets. We're going to need um, um, some commitment on cutting this deficit. I don't think, just just my opinion, that we ought to be in a place, and we're not, I don't think, we're not headed towards this, but I don't think we can get so hung up that we have got to address every issue of the deficit in the short term. We need to let that happen in the long term. In the short term, we've got to stimulate the economy. In the short term, we've got to have a growing economy. In the short term, we've got to be creating real permanent jobs. In the short term, we've got to see corporation spending money and investing in themselves, expanding and growing. In the short term, we want to see an environment created that is going to want multinational companies that are American-owned staying here in America and begin to see multinational companies that are doing the majority of their business here in America coming over here here to expand and grow. With all of that, we've got to see comprehensive immigration reform that is going to make it easier and streamline the system for uh, uh, legal immigrants to become U.S. citizens quicker, sooner, and and assimilate into uh, the workforce. We've got to start to see all of those pieces being put into place. Those things alone will begin to address the long-term effect that we, this government is having on the deficit, and we'll start to see that coming down. But at the same time, we've got to be fighting for that to come down. But let's take care of the short term uh, right now in the short term. And that's where I think we're headed, and we're going to do it. And I feel very good about that. I think it's very, very promising. Uh, we've got an infrastructure bill that we've got to figure out how we're going to pay for. We've got an infrastructure bill uh, that has to get in place. We desperately need this. We need it for business uh, and businesses to thrive. It's going to be very, very good. Infrastructure bill going to be very, very good for small business. Remember, small businesses, the largest employer in the nation, and the the vast majority of small businesses are in and around the construction industry. So infrastructure bill is going to be very key uh, to all of that. So I think what we have is a president of the United States that has surrounded himself with amazingly uh, competent Fighting. I'm trying to trying not to sneeze. It's not. It's it's not working. Uh, 
the allergies here in Pennsylvania are off the charts right now, and I'm being uh, it's killing me anyway. Um, but I think we we are we have an environment in Washington D.C. of competent people that we've never seen before, and this is a president that's not afraid to allow these people cabinet. The cabinet secretaries and others in the economic roundtable of this administration to do what they need to do to make this economy uh, running on all cylinders. So we're going to get the phones right after this. You get the soil ready. You put the seeds in and then you water it. How do you plant a garden? I don't know. You pray that God will give you a good harvest. And you have to work it to get all the weeds away. And then God brings the plants. Planting a garden takes planning, hard work, and God's blessing. So does creating a lasting legacy for the people and charities that mean the most to you. The AFA Foundation is here to help you sow the financial seeds God has blessed you with in order for them to blossom for generations to come. We do this by offering free consultation and assistance in the areas of charitable gift annuities, estate planning, will and trust planning, and bequests. To learn more, call 800-326-4543, extension 345, 800 326 4543 extension 345 or visit afafoundation.net the financial world certainly can be intimidating and our livelihood of course depends upon it but God is in control of all things. Hi, this is Dan Celia from Financial Issues. I take your calls every day and give you answers from a biblical perspective and break down the day's financial numbers to help keep you informed. Financial Issues, every weekday morning at 8 o'clock Central Time and Saturday mornings, 10 o'clock Central Time on American Family Radio. Hi, this is Dan Celia at Financial Issues. Would you consider partnering with me on financialissues.org? Go to financialissues.org if you would like to get all of my financial information, my asset allocation models, my stock picks for the week. Be a part of my alert system, email alert system every week. Financialissues.org to do so. Go to financialissues.org. I know you won't regret it. The opening statement in the Constitution of the United States says this, that we, the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty. I don't know what part of that we don't get anymore. That was written by men who cared about this country deeply. Financial Issues with Dan Celia. Uh, Jim, you remember the call Jim uh, last hour was talking about preferred stocks, and apparently and somebody on YouTube, uh, Rob, said um, that he apparently can't see. See, I couldn't hear him. He was breaking up in my ear. I don't know. Maybe you guys out there uh, were getting a clear uh, um Something clear from him. I couldn't. I didn't understand what he was saying. So I'm going to assume, based on what Rob is saying, that he was saying he can't see the call date on whatever trading platform he is using. And I guess there's a few out there that don't show it. But he, uh, Rob was saying, Jim, if you're still listening, you can go to qua- uh, Quantum. What is it? I can't see it. 
Quantum Online, quantumonline.com, and you can look up that symbol and you can see the uh, call date, Quantum Online, uh, and you can see that. So thank you, Rob. I appreciate that. Um, And hopefully Jim's still listening. Also, um, um, somebody's asked me for Timothy's phone number. He's trying to find it. It should be right on the website timothyplan.com, timothyplan.com, but the number is 800-846-7526, 800-846-7526. A couple other questions there on YouTube, but uh, let me go to the phones. Let me go to Cindy in Missouri. Hey, Cindy. Hi. Good morning. Hey, I work for the post office. Okay. I work for the post office, and I got the thrift savings plan. I got my uh, allocation set up 60% in the C fund, 20% in the S, and 20% in the I fund. Mm-hmm. I'm 50. Is that good? or? No, I think that's good. I think that's good, Cindy. I mean, it's it's fairly aggressive, which I'm okay with. I'm, I'm going to assume that you're not going to need this money for the next 10 or 15 years. Um, and, you know, don't get too just, – just don't get too uh, concerned – when you see some pullbacks in some of those and all of that, because I think with that allocation over the next 10 years, I think you'll do okay. Now I got like 53,000 in bonds. Okay. In that thrift savings, cause they automatically put you in bonds when you mm-hmm. first start. Mm-hmm. Um, should I move that into the S and the I fund? Cause I just opened the S and the I fund. I don't have hardly any money in those. So or should I leave it in the bond? No. So the, it's in the G fund. It's all in the G fund right now. Yeah, fifty. Okay. No, no, I no. got, I got like, uh, oh, I got I like two hundred fifty thousand. Most of it's in the C fund. Should okay. I shift <clears throat> anything? Yeah, no, I, I would do only about ten uh, percent in the S fund and ten percent in the in the I fund of that. Okay. So I would have that percentage. I'm okay with ten percent of your whole account, 10 to 15%, somewhere in that neighborhood, in the G is in George fund, the bond fund. I think that's what you were talking about, unless they have something I don't know about that's just bonds, but the G fund is their bond fund. And you have, apparently have some money in there, and that's fine. I would have 10 to 15% in that. I'm okay with that. And the rest of it in the uh, C fund. So um, I, think that, I think that's a good allocation, uh, and I would stick to that, and I think you'll be fine. Okay. All right. So um, I raised the amount, the contribution up a a couple, two or three percent of what Mm -hmm. I was putting in there. Should Mm -hmm. I put that in a Roth or should I just keep putting it into the uh, regular traditional? No, I think it's okay uh, to put it in the Roth. I think that would make good sense. Uh, Anything additional. Um, You may even want to you know, um, uh, cut back a little bit on what's going on the traditional and move some of that to the Roth. So put that new 3% or 2 or 3% that you're increasing, maybe with a couple other percent. But, yes, definitely start contributing to the Roth. Okay. All right. All and right. the Timothy plan for grandkids, I got 5000 I want to put it in Timothy. Uh-huh. How would you allocate that? I, I, Wednesday, how old's the oldest? Seven. Yeah, I would probably put it all into their um, large cap growth fund and forget about okay. it. Yep. All right. Thanks. Okay. Thank you, Cindy. I appreciate it. Let me go to Patrick in Alabama. Hey, Patrick. 
Oh, good morning, Dan. Uh, yes, I've been a, a partner for I'm going on two years and a first time caller here. I even saw you at the Mobile uh, Town Hall meeting. But I have a quick question here regarding a letter I received from Charles Schwab. I have, a, I have an account with them. And they sent me a letter regarding the Charles Schwab Securities Lending Program, and I wanted your input on that. I have a stock that was not biblically responsible, and I was thinking about selling it till I got this letter the other day. Are you familiar with their lending program? Where yes. I, I lend them my shares. Yeah. Tell me about that, or give me input on that. Well, I wouldn't do it. Okay. I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even consider it. Um, you know, I've that's never heard of it. Yeah, I mean, it is just. Um, uh, I, I, you know, you you lose a little bit of control. And yet you have all the responsibility in the, in the long run. Not a, they don't have as much responsibility as you think they have. Uh, I don't like margin calls. Uh, I don't like this. This was uh, uh, developed to be safer, supposedly better than margin calls. I still don't like it. I wouldn't do it. Stay away from it. Oh. Okay. Thank you. All right, Patrick. Thank you. Oh. Great stuff. I appreciate it. Thank Bye-bye. you for your partnership. Let me go to Joe in Good Texas. Day. Hey, Joe. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. Uh, I just got a quick question uh, about uh, uh, Roth IRA. I got the uh, paperwork from uh, uh, Timothy Fund. Uh-huh. I didn't know what allocations I should uh, choose for my situation. I've heard you give advice out for others in similar situations, but I know that everybody's situation is different. So that's what I was calling about this morning. So, how old are you, Joe? I'm 50, and I've got uh, a 401k at my job, and it's about, uh, I think it's about 38,000 uh-huh. in that. And are you, uh, I've got are savings. You still, are you still contributing to your 401k? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 okay. yeah, definitely. Okay. Definitely. okay. Okay. Every, every pay period. All right. Um, you have savings, you were starting to say? Yes, I'm, I'm working on it. I, I had uh, had to dip into it to replace a, a tub and do some work at the house, but I'm working back to uh, uh, get that built back up. Great. And I, I was interested in the Roth IRA. Like I said, I already contacted them, and they sent me a packet. I just didn't know what the exact allocations uh, so would be, be best for me. Yeah, because you're 50, uh, Joe, I think you've got – uh, you can be, you know, fairly aggressive and, um, you know, I, w- I would be, uh, looking at maybe 10% in their small cap and, uh, 10% in their, uh, Israel fund and the rest of it, I would put in their, uh, large mid cap growth fund. And, you know, I mean, that's a pretty aggressive, uh, maybe all but 10%. Maybe you can put 10%, another 10% in their, G, in their um, I must say G fund, in their fixed income fund. So you might want to do that uh, with 10%. And then the rest of it in that large cap, uh, large mid cap growth fund. And then, you know, the, the key to really helping and, and growing that is, you know, try to make contributions as often as you can, it doesn't matter how much it is, but the more often you make, even if it's a little bit, uh, the better that account's going to do. So uh, try to work on that. Yes, sir. I've, I've got it figured out where I'm going to put some in every uh, paycheck and uh, uh, automatically send, you know, put it in. And uh, so, yeah, we, I've got it figured out at least That's- 20 bucks a week. 
starting great. off and then maybe grow from there. That's great. That's great, Joe. Yep. Thank you so much, and I just want to say thank you very much for your uh, ministry, and God bless you. Thank you so much, Joe. I appreciate you saying that. Let me go to uh, Ted. By the way, we have two lines open, 866-300-9298. Hey, Ted. Ted? Okay, we don't have Ted. Um, let me take a uh, question from uh, YouTube, uh, 866-300-9298, folks, 866-300-9298. Um, Jason is, a, uh, not no, Jason didn't have a question there. Um, there was a, there's something here. Um, if somebody's asking me, Dave's asking me um, if I have a preference or my thoughts on paying off a mortgage early uh, or pay pay extra each month, or invest the extra each month and pay it off when the investment matches the remaining principal. I would rather see you, uh, Dave, pay a little extra every month to your principal um, than trying to do it the other way. Um, I think um, the paying extra is going to uh, work out better in the long run for you. It makes more sense. It is far more consistent and far more dependable uh, because, uh, you know, it's going to continue with every payment. It's going to lower the time you have left on that. Even if it's lowering it by one day, it's going to lower it. And if you pay one, one extra payment, uh, because you're paying a little bit every month on principal, and that ends up being equal to one payment every year on principal, uh, equal to one of your monthly payments, and you do that every month on, I mean, every year on principal, that's going to take a 30-year mortgage down to about 22 years. And it's going to take a 20-year mortgage, you know, down to about 11 years. I mean, it's dramatic the difference that it has and the money that you save in interest. So I'd rather see that. I think in the long run, that makes more sense. Let me go to Nigel. Nigel's calling us from Virginia. Hey, Nigel. It's great to be on, Dan. Uh, that, that was fast. Um, I've got a very general big picture question. I've been listening to you for a while um, and, and, and uh, much more knowledgeable than I used to be. But as far as here's my situation, um, I'm 47 years old i've been uh i've been teaching school for a number of years and uh not making a heck of a lot of money and, and working construction in the summer um and for that reason i never my my income stream was never predictable enough for me to get on a regular um savings plan i did i have money invested in the sense that I've, I've built a house um and, and and that's providing rental income and stuff like this i built a second house but uh now I'm getting, I've gotten a, a hired at a job where I'm going to be making predictable salary. And so I'd like to get into okay. a more formal savings plan. And All right. Nigel, I'm right up against a break. I'm going to come right back to you after this break. So hang in there uh, with me. We'll be right back after this. 
Hi, this is Dan Celia for Financial Issues. You know, we live in some volatile times, and one of the things that we should be concerned about is are the investments that I'm in honoring the Lord? Well, I try to do the best I can to make sure that the stocks and mutual funds on my list are the best out there, not only from a financial and fundamental standpoint, but that they wouldn't be displeasing to God. Would you consider being a partner with me at Financial Issues? For $85 a year, you're not only going to get my stock picks that I update every week, every Monday, and my economic commentary every Monday, along with an alert system and my asset allocation models that change as the economy changes so that you can do a great job reviewing and maybe actively managing your portfolios. Financialissues.org to partner with me in the ministry. You know, if you see a huge group of people and they're all in line waiting to do something and they're all happy about it, don't you wonder, okay, what's going on? What am I missing here? Why are these people so excited? In this case, it's thousands of people doing the same thing. They're joining MediShare. MediShare members share each other's medical expenses. It's that simple. They've shared over a billion dollars in healthcare expenses since 1993, so they can handle your healthcare expenses too. With MediShare, you get affordable options to fit almost any budget. For most members, MediShare is about half the cost of other healthcare programs. You should at least check into it. This may be one of those things you start doing and then wonder, why didn't I look into this a long time ago? What was I thinking? Don't miss out. You can find out more. Call 855-PSALM-23. Now available in Montana. Call 855-PSALM-23. That's 855-PSALM-23. Here's Steve Russo with Real Answers. Every day we are bombarded with dozens of messages, helpful hints about life, what we should wear, the car we should drive, and the latest fad in healthy eating. An international singer tells us the church is evil. A best-selling author writes all we need to do is unleash the power within us. While a popular actor says not only is there no God, but try getting a plumber on weekends. You know, sometimes it's downright confusing to know what to believe and who to believe. Who do you listen to? What advice are you following for life's questions? The best and most reliable source for answers about life is found in one place, the author and perfecter of life, the one who made you and me, God himself. What's his advice? Be still and know that I am God. Who says there's no such thing as absolute truth? Find the answers you're looking for at the Real Answers website, www.realanswers.com. Financial Issues, Rapid Fire Friday. We're trying to move as quickly as we can through calls. We've got Nigel from Virginia uh, on the line, and he was talking about um, getting to a place where he's beginning to um, save in a a place where I guess um, he's thinking he's going to be able to um, start to invest. So let me go uh, back to Nigel. Nigel, so um, go ahead. You were just finishing your thoughts there. Yes, sir. And, and by the way, it, it didn't occur to me this was Rapid Fire Friday. So if this is too involved with the question, you know, I could call back Monday or Tuesday. But um, okay. I'm getting ready to start a job where it's it's going to be a more uh, like a regular salary and a more predictable income stream. And so I'm in a position to formally 
invest and participate in investment programs. So my first intention is to become a member of your uh, financial issues. Um, I, uh, I'd like to know just, you know, the, the IRA, uh, whether a Roth or a traditional would be appropriate uh, for me or, or, or whether indeed an IRA would be appropriate at all in my situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if the, uh, if the city for whom I'm going to work is, is, if they have matching, if they match a, a matching contribution plan. I assume not based on um, some other folks I've known who have uh, worked with them. They, they didn't at that time. Okay. Uh, as of you know, ten or fifteen years ago, um, and also um, whether or not to open, a, a, get into a self-directed uh, brokerage, like I've heard you mention, a Charles Schwab or Ameritrade and those kind of things. Mm-hmm. You know, that way you, I understand that your your ministry is, um, as far as the subscribers are concerned, is is pretty substantially oriented to that that sort of thing because you have a buy list and you have alerts yeah. and so on and so forth. So, yeah. so um, I would, that would I... apply to. Yeah, I would say this, Nigel. I mean, uh, first of all, you're doing the right thing. You check to see if they have anything there where you're going to work. And I'd want you to participate in that, certainly if there's some matching funds. Aside from that, though, I think if you go to a brokerage, uh, uh, some of the ones you mentioned, uh, Fidelity Brokerage is a good one, low fees, and uh, you're able to buy uh, some Timothy funds in there, too, as well as individual stocks. I think that that would be a great place uh, to start, and uh, I'd like to see you do that. I mean, I think that makes really good sense, and it would be a Roth IRA account. As I said, I I I would want a Roth, not a traditional IRA. Uh, I think it's okay uh, to do uh, an IRA account in general, particularly since you don't have any, and I would do it as a Roth, not a traditional. And if um, so, a brokerage account like that, at Fidelity obviously would give you the flexibility that if if um, you want to do a mutual fund for a, a portion of it, then you'd be able to do that. If you want to do individual stocks or bonds or stuff, you'd be able to do that as well. So, yeah, I think that's what you ought to do. And I would just stick to my asset allocation model. So you're going to go to your age group. You're going to see that asset allocation model, and I would stick with it. And I think if you do that, you contribute to it on a regular basis. Uh, I think you'll do great. You're, you know, you've got a good, you know, you could, you could have as much as, you know, 15 to 20 years uh, to do this. So I think there's time. Uh, try to maximize it, you know, do, um, um, do as much as you possibly can. But I think you'll be okay. And I think you'll be able to do that. So I would go to a, a uh, like a fidelity brokerage, and uh, open that Roth IRA account, and that would be the best way to get started. Thanks, Nigel. I sure appreciate it. Hope that's helped a little bit. Let me go to Sid. Sid's calling is from Louisiana. Hey, Sid. Hey, Dan. Uh, thanks for taking my call. I've been sure. a partner for a number of years. And earlier you were talking to someone about preferreds and that there was a downside to buying one that was, when it was called, it could be converted to common stock. Yeah, and I went online and I, I bought. I own a lot of your preferreds already, and I bought another one from the same company that's like that. So, what is the downside to the callable as a common stock or something other than cash? Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's not a problem if it's a decent company and it's being called, and you end up with a stock 
that is, um, you know, uh, uh, a good, solid, common stock. And then at that point, you can sell the stock and convert, you know, obviously the stock to cash. So some would say, what's well, the same thing? But it isn't always because sometimes when it's converted to stock, there is a pure, you know, you might, you might miss it. You might not realize it. The stock may have already dropped. Now you don't have something that is worth $25 a share. The conversion rate that they have might not be an advantageous conversion rate. And it might be priced on a stock on on a stock price that isn't that price at all. By the time you actually get the stock settles and you actually get that stock into your account, so there's too many variables there with that. Um, if it's a company like you know a big major large cap company, it's probably not such a big thing. But I don't necessarily. Uh, want to own, uh, if I want to own the common share of the stock, then I'll buy the common share of the stock. You shouldn't be owning preferred stock for any other reason but income. So you're, you're buying it for income. I'd rather see that go to cash immediately at the $25 share price that I thought I was getting and then roll that into a new preferred so that I can start over again so I can maintain my income stream. And um, that's, that's how I'd rather see it done. So it depends. I mean, there may not be any downside. There could even be an upside. Who knows? But again... If I want the common share, I'd rather buy it myself when I want it. Um, And if I want income, I want to stick to income products like the preferred, and I'd rather it be called uh, at par value. So it's not a huge downside. It's not something you should be worried about or panicked enough. If you already own it, it's a good company, and you have that preferred, I wouldn't sell it or anything like that. Uh, You know, to try to get out of it, I I would just keep what you have. From one of your preferred companies, one of the preferred stock companies, it's just a different letter on the back of it, like sure. AD, you know, something right. like that. It's right, a little right. higher interest rate, and I got it below par, so I guess I'm okay. Yeah, you should be fine. Yep, you should be good. All right. Yep. Well, thank you. Appreciate All it. All right, Sid, no problem. Uh, thank you for your partnership. Let me go to uh, Bucky in Texas. Hey, Bucky. Hey, how you doing? I'm good. Hey, um, so I, I don't work. I kind of stay home with the kids and take care of them. My wife has a photography business, and we've actually done no saving. I mean, we're at ground zero when it comes to putting money back. And uh, for a couple of people that don't really know where to go, what to do, what would what would be your first step? How old are you guys? I'm 35 and she's 25. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I would, the, the first step is just to, just to begin, you know, just to get started. So here's what I would do. Since your wife has a business of her own, um, I would, you know, she, she needs to open up a SEP, S-E-P, 
a SEP IRA account. Now, a SEP IRA account is just like any other IRA account from a rules and regulation standpoint. But the difference is, if she were to have a really good year, maybe that's five years from now or whenever, but she might have a really good year and be able to take some money out of the business um, without hurting the business, uh, kind of like a bonus, but doesn't want to get taxed on it, she would be able to take more and contribute a lot more into a SEP IRA. So a traditional IRA is only going to allow her to contribute $5,500 a year. But she might have a year that she can take $10,000. She'd be able to do that in a SEP. But she doesn't have to. She can put $500 a year in. It doesn't matter. But it just gives you that option. The downside to the SEP IRA account is, the downside is, that it's only a traditional IRA. That's the downside. And to me, for a 25-year-old or a 35-year-old, even a 45-year-old, that's a fairly considerable downside if you're just getting started because you're missing out on the Roth side. It's tax-free growth. And when you draw the money out of a Roth someday, you never have to pay tax on it. So it's really, uh, but if you're in business for yourself, um, you know, and you, and you want to shelter some money into retirement without getting taxed on that money now, the only way you can do it is with a SEP. So she might want to consider that. But look, the important part is to get started and begin to make contributions, on a regular basis, $25 a pay or whatever, you know, uh, but make contributions on a consistent regular basis. So once you guys as a couple feel as though your emergency savings account is, you know, where it needs to be, once you have that taken care of, then, then start saving for retirement. And the sooner you start, the better off you're going to be. And the sooner you start, the the less you need to put in to really have a good retirement someday. So uh, I would just encourage uh, to get started in some, you could just do a Roth IRA. You can always do a SEP that year. You have that big, um, you know, that big uh, amount of money that you can put in. So you can do it then, but just get started. That's the important thing. We'll be right back. When we're told to do something, we like to ask why. We don't follow traditions merely for the sake of tradition. We seek a biblical worldview and search for reasons behind answers. For the Christian who wants to dig deeper, there's EngageMagazine.net with relevant articles from movie reviews and life tips to culture and the believer's spiritual life. Share truth. Apply scripture. EngageMagazine.net Consider serving with Friendships. It's an all-volunteer ministry providing aid to disaster victims, refugees, and the impoverished here at home and around the world. We're now taking applications. If you're available to serve without pay, you could be part of the crew reaching out to help people in need. Check it out at friendships.org or call 337 
433-5022. Back in 07, my father passed away. My mother had passed away seven years earlier, and they left me a small inheritance, and I wanted to give back to AFA for all they have done for me. Carol talks about her experience with the AFA Foundation. I am an avid listener to AFR, 12 hours a day, and I hear Dan Celia talking about the charitable gift annuity. I liked what the uh, gift annuity offered, donated a certain amount, and from that, I get a check every month, which is retirement income for me. If you'd like to support the work of the AFA and receive a fixed income for life, a charitable gift annuity from the AFA Foundation may just be what you're looking for. Learn more by contacting the Foundation at 800-326-4543, extension 345. The opinions and recommendations expressed by Dan are his own and do not necessarily represent the opinions of this station or any of the show's sponsors. Welcome back. Financial Issues. I'm Dan Celia, 866-392-98, 866-392-98. Uh, we're going to go back to the phones. Let me go to Marie. Oh, wait a minute. Before I go to Marie. Um, Suzanne has asked me a question on YouTube. Uh, she wants to invest in a Roth IRA, Timothy, um, Roth IRA account. Uh, she has an investment account that already has, uh, Israel fund and emerging markets. Uh, does she keep those funds? Should she just keep those funds or do I have suggestions to others? Um, I, well, I would keep those funds if they're in within keeping of my Timothy asset allocation model. So you say here 35 to 45. So I assume you've, you, you already know how my asset allocation models uh, are divided. So in my asset allocation models for that age group, as you've pointed out, you know, just, just when you scroll down to the Timothy asset allocation models, I would, um, add to it. I don't want the percentage. I don't want all your money in those two firms. As a matter of fact, I don't even want more than 20% of your money in those two funds. So if you, you know, if you're continuing to make contributions or you have money in it, you, you, you don't want all the money in those two funds by any stretch of the imagination. I, I would never suggest that. So, um, but there are two funds that are part of your asset allocation model. So I'm okay with you having some money in those, and I would suggest that, but I, I would only have um, the amount, uh, the percentage in those that it calls for in the model. Let me go to Marie in Texas. Hey, Marie. Hello? Yes. Uh I have a question about my husband's uh, retirement account. It's our retirement account. Um, our investor gets, sends us these things. For we're, This is new to us, okay? He, he, he's 75, I'm 73. He retired about a year ago, a little over a year ago. And when, they, uh, when I received these uh, 
things where he sent, where he's invested, he invests them in like one share, and he invests many shares, like twelve different things, one share. Does that make sense? No, that doesn't make any sense. I don't think so. Not one yeah. share. I didn't uh, think so. Yeah. Give me, give me. Can you name one of the investments that you're in out of those twelve? I'm, no, not right okay. now because right. I, I'll call back later. I was on the road when I when yeah. I initiated the call. So okay. anyway, so I don't have anything with me but one share. And we're always getting all of this paperwork. We don't do it by a, a computer. We get all this paperwork. It's like I think well, they could save a lot of our money if they just save, just not spend all that money on letters and stuff. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, it just yeah, seems yeah. abnormal to me. Well, they, they it's you know, I would question the one share. Um, I would suspect that it is, uh, uh, it's not one share as we, you and I might think about it, in that it's one share of, um, you know, an international paper or, you know, something like that. It's not one share of a stock. I would suggest that the, that they may be using that terminology, uh, but it's really not a share at all. And my fear is that they're putting you in various types of products, not necessarily investments, and they're calling it one share. I mean, it, that's the only thing I could think of because it makes no sense. But, um, yeah, I would be a little cautious uh, um, about that. Do you receive any income from this yet? Or are you going to? It's all income because it was retirement account, an IRA retirement account that was rolled over into this account for income, uh, for our income now that we've retired. Okay. Yeah, I would need a little more information, Marie. So maybe uh, one day you can call me back and kind of give me give me a little bit more information on what a couple of those investments uh, that you supposedly have one share in uh, are. And I suspect that it's um, a one share is a terminology that this particular investment firm is, uh, or insurance company or whatever it might be, is using. Um, but uh, it's not what we might think it is. All right. Well, to me, I, I didn't know anything. You've yeah. already helped me figure out what I'm talking about a little yeah. bit even as it is. Okay, thank you, and I will call back with information. Yeah, Yeah, do that. Thank Thank you, you. Marie. All right, I appreciate it. Let me go to Randy. Randy's calling us from Alabama. Hey, Randy. Hey, Dan, how you doing? I'm good, Um, thank you. Been a partner for a couple of years. Thank you for all that you do. Um, Question is, I've got a Roth uh, on my own, I have a 401, uh, I'm sorry, a IRA on my own that I'm not contributing to right now. Also have a 401k with ESOP that the company I'm working with now through Great West that I do contribute to. Okay. Should I, from my understanding, we can take that portion and put into our own account and still get the ESOP. I'm 62 and a half, so should I be taking that out of, it's a Great West account, um, uh, and putting it into my own Roth or the IRA. Um, how old are you, Randy? Sixty-two and a half. Okay. 
And how many? So how much longer you think you're going to work? Uh, at least sixty six is my plan. Maybe later, depending oh. on you know what happens. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, I would. I would think about they're not matching it. You're just putting it in? Yeah, they, we get an ESOP portion. Oh, oh, sorry, you um, did say that. Each year that's valued uh, through an independent company. Yeah. And they're still going to give you that if you go somewhere else? Yes, sir. With them. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, I think it would be a good idea to start thinking about setting up an IRA that you're going to have a little bit more options with. But most importantly, Randy, why I want you to do that is I would really like for you to do it on a very small scale now so that you can start understanding it and learning so that in the next three or four years, you're going to start really feeling comfortable with what you're doing because I would expect that, you know, in, in five years or so, whenever it is you stop working, you're going to roll over that plan that you have. You're going to roll it over into some other kind of IRA, and it would be great if you already have that IRA set up that you can roll it over to and you understand kind of how to work inside of that, I think that would make a lot more sense for you. And that would uh, give you some peace about rolling that over because you're going to understand what you're doing with it. So um, that's, that's what I'd like to see you do. And I think, you know, if you went to one of the big brokers out there, the brokerage uh, companies, out there um, and open an account, uh, an IRA account, or you could go directly to Timothy if you want to just use mutual funds and stick, you know, open an IRA account with Timothy, start putting money in that every, every month. Either way, I think that would be a really good idea for you, and I would do it. Through E-Trade, I have the 401k with probably 120 in it and the Roth probably 12 in it, but I didn't. I wasn't sure. About, I know how to do the rollover and all that, but uh, wasn't sure about not using the the Great West and which one I should put it in, the Roth or the IRA, when I have it start going into that. Yeah, I would. If it's if you're just going to make contributions to it, I would do the Roth. Okay. Yeah, I would. I would. Right. I would do yeah, the that Roth. That was my plan. Yeah, I should still get the ESOP, so that's good. Fine. That's great. Yeah, that's Thank a great you. I plan. Appreciate it. Have a great weekend. Thank you. All right, for your Randy, help. you too. Thank you. I appreciate the call, uh, folks. I just want to um, remind you as we think about our portfolios and our retirement portfolio. I know I've said this before a hundred times, but you know, any really good responsible plan, we've got to be thinking about permanent income. And now is a great time to be thinking about doing a charitable gift annuity. And I say that I've been saying it for twenty-eight years. Uh, Because I really think it's important that we have a portion, a portion. So if you look at my asset allocation model, it's one slice of the pie. It isn't all your money. But I think that you need to have a portion of it in something that is going to create a permanent income, like a charitable gift annuity.
And there is nothing wrong with every year taking a a little bit of money that you've saved every year and begin to put that into a charitable gift annuity. It is a great, great plan. And if you're 50 and you're doing that every year, man, you're going to have you're going to have a pension plan bigger than you would if you worked for IBM for 20 years. So you're going to have a great income coming in. And it's going to be permanent. It's never going to change. And it's not going to be impacted by the markets. You'll have other investments, other plans that you're putting money into maybe a 401k or money into other investment things. But it's a great idea to start thinking about this permanent income. Because let me tell you something. I promise you this. There will be a day in your retirement, an age where the only thing you're going to care about is how much money you have coming in to pay for the things you consume. I promise you uh, that day will come, and you should start preparing for it now. So something to think about. Folks, I sure appreciate you being here. I hope this weekend you'll have time to take a look at a website, preborn.org. I've been talking about it all week. You can find it on my website at financialissues.org. Check them out. $140, you can save five babies' lives from abortion. And I hope you'll think about it and pray about it. And uh, think about partnering with the ministry. Have a great day. God bless. If we ever forget that we're one nation under God, then we will be a nation gone under. Faith, family, freedom. American Family Radio. American Family Association, a ministry with a mission to inform, equip, and activate people like you to strengthen the moral foundations of American culture and to give aid to the church here and abroad in her task of fulfilling the Great Commission. We couldn't do it without your day-to-day support. American Family Association. Find us online at a- Find us online at a- 